0: I, uh, I have three passages of scripture, and I let you be seated because they're lengthy, and I, I just I know you've been standing for worship. But go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 28. Genesis, the 28th chapter, and I am going to begin reading verse number 10, and I'm going to read, and I may skip a few verses for the sake of time, but I will. Go down through verse number 22. Genesis chapter 28, verse number 10. And then we'll go to Joshua chapter 4 and begin with verse 1. And then we will conclude in 1 Samuel chapter 7. All right, Genesis chapter 28 and verse number 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending And descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in uh, thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. And will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid. He was in awe. And he said, How dreadful or how awe-inspiring is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And he rose and he took the stone that had been his pillow and he made it a pillar and he poured oil on it and made it an altar and he called the place Bethel. Going to the book of Joshua chapter 4 and reading with verse number one. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua saying, well, let me put my glasses back on. Take you 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe a man. Command you them saying, take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, 12 stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had prepared for the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God, into the midst of Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according unto the number of the tribe of the children of Israel that this may be a sign. The word sign there would be more appropriately translated memorial. This will be a memorial among you. That when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? That you shall answer them. And this is what you will answer them. You will tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel for ever later on in this chapter he references the fact that it was the hand of god that stopped the water it was the hand of god that brought a passage and then concluding in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse number 10. This is during the time of Samuel judging Israel before King Saul was anointed to be king over Israel. Israel had been in a place of uh, backslidden condition. And in the first part of the chapter, they repent. And they turned their hearts back toward the Lord. And in doing so, they called upon God to help them. And verse number 10 says, And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offerings, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and disconfited them, and they were smitten before Israel, and the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, and smote them, and they came under Beth-car. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, "Hitherto hath the Lord Helped us. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about three precious stones. Three precious stones. As you are well aware, tomorrow is Memorial Day and it is a time when our nation uh, remembers and observes the sacrifice that has been made for our great country. But even more important than it being a national holiday, it is a reminder of how essential it is that you and I have a memory, that we have the ability to recall past events, Though many will never even pause tomorrow to consider what it means, it is crucial to you and I that we never forget some things. It is important to our lives that we remember, that we recall, because there are some things that we cannot afford to forget There are many things that we best not forget to our hurt if we do. That we would preserve something of the past. That we would recall something of yesterday in our lives that would fortify us and strengthen us in our present moment. The word memorial comes from the Latin word memos, which literally means to be mindful. Very similar to the word that is used in Hebrew in the Old Testament of memorial, which simply meant to think or to think on something. And certainly, if there is anything that we need to be mindful of, it is what God has done in our lives. Why are memorials so important and what role should they play in our lives and what influence should they have over us? They should have a help that they lend to us in dealing with our present problems, in facing our current fears and handling the disappointments of life or Embracing the promises of God and moving forward. All of those things have their emphasis in the past of what God has done in our lives. Memorials are a means of aiding us and helping us to preserve something that is vital to life. Something that is essential. Here is a help that God has given to us to maintain certain values in our life, things that are important. They preserve some past event or some past experience so that it will be a help to us in our present circumstances. A memory and a memorial will help us focus And if need be, refocus on what really matters and still understand that we cannot live without these essentials in our life. There are many events of significance in life that you and I can and should draw help from in our life. And God intended for that to be. God intended for us to celebrate what has happened in our past to not forget where the lord has brought us and what god has done and the lesson that he has taught us along the way when i look back i was praying yesterday evening and i just thought back over the last five years i mean it seems like five years has been a lifetime for greater life church uh 2015 we flooded in may and uh had to go through the process of relocating and 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 then going through the the torturous uh, dealing with insurance and all of th- those issues and many of you that were here then know that we went for nine months before the insurance company even acknowledged that we had had a claim, and we were trying to rebuild and and put things back together, and nothing seemed to be working but you know, God kept us and God blessed us and we had great church and great revival and God moved in some wonderful ways and, and and we had barely gotten through with that restoration. Six months prior, I think we had finally finished everything up when we flooded again in 17 and the process started all over again. I thought, God, it has been such a long long road the last few years. And yet the Lord spoke to me and said, oh, but what you have learned about me and trusting me and walking with me, what you have learned about what I can do when nobody else can do it, that I can make a way and I can provide. And God has surely done that. And I am eternally grateful for him Today, and I want to celebrate the lesson that we 've learned I, I would not wanted to have to go through that to learn those lessons, but that 's what God has chosen to allow us to go through so that those past certainties can be a help in a time of uncertainty, so that we can we can pause long enough in the confusion of the moment to look back, to go back if necessary, to go to a place where God intervened and God moved and God showed himself strong in our life. And from that event in our life and from that remembrance, gather the strength and the courage and the fortitude to move on and go forward and to finish what God has put before us. God didn't bring us to this place so we would quit now. He didn't bring us here so we would be fatigued and fall out by the way. God has brought us to this hour Because he wanted us to be in this hour and he has equipped us with everything we need. If we just would look back every once in a while and remember, look where the Lord brought us from. Look what could have happened, but this is what did happen. Look what was going to be, but now God turned it around and this is what we have to enjoy you know the significant events that mark life and change life and transform life do not need to be forgotten sometimes they're more painful than we like to admit but pain sometimes is our greatest teacher they commemorate god's provision that sustenance was provided that god made a way they testify of survival Amen. You know what I've learned about living for God? Sometimes there's victory in just showing up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may feel battered and beat down and tore to shreds, but just showing up, there is some kind of victory in just standing on your feet and saying, hey, Lord, I'm still here. And hey, devil, you haven't knocked me out yet. I'm still going. I'm still here. You've not seen the last of me yet. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. That we make progress in spite of our problems. That we cross thresholds into new beginnings. Amen. The commemorative things that happen in life that God helped us. We succeeded in spite of all. And we have certainties that we can look back on. You know, having a history of experiences is critical to your spiritual life. And I'm going to tell you, there are three experiences that you and I better make sure we never lose a hold of. And if we haven't had these three, we better ask God to help us to have these three experiences because they will make the difference in your life. You see, memorials speak of God's involvement in my life, that I'm not alone, that I'm not forgotten. And the Bible reminds us over and over to remember. As a matter of fact, the word remember is used 148 times in Scripture. 32 times the word memorial is used, and I cannot tell you how many times the Scripture admonishes us to not forget. You see, the reason for this call to remember is not to burden you and I with some guilt of the past, but so that we can value what happened back then and be inspired by that event in this present moment of chaos that we're living in. You see, those experiences that you have been through in your life and the lessons they have taught you, have brought you to a place now where you can apply them to the present moment. You see, multiple times God said, don't forget. And there's a reason for that. Because when we forget, tragic things happen. The simple fact is that when we forget, the mercies of one day fail to fortify the faith that is needed for the present day. That when we forget something tragic happens, you can find it in Mark chapter 6. The disciples had seen the great miracle of God's provision and then God sent them in a boat across the Sea of Galilee and out in the midst of the, of the, of the water, the storm came up And it was dark and they were tired and the Bible said they were toiling and rowing. They were struggling just to make it to get to the other side. And the Lord came walking to them on the water. And the scripture says they thought it was a ghost the one that they had just been fellowshipping with, the one that they had just observed do the miraculous in breaking the bread and and multiplying the fish to the multitude. That same one was coming to them, but because of their present circumstances, they forgot what had happened the previous morning. And when Peter is recalling these events to Mark so that Mark could record them, the only thing he could attribute this fear to in this fright was the fact that they had forgotten. They had forgotten the miracle. If only they had remembered the miracle of the morning, they wouldn't have been terrified by the menace of the moment if they had only remembered that morning before what God had done, then they would not have been troubled by what was going on in their life in the present. You see, that's the value of a memory. And that's the value of a memorial in your life. Because no matter what's going on right now in your life, when you've got a memory, when you've got a place you can go back to and say the Lord was there, the Lord met me there, God was with me there it will help strengthen you in the midst of the chaos that you are living through at the present moment praise God amen they commemorate God's goodness his provision troubles of the night can often cause us to forget the miracles of the day and we need to be careful the struggles of an hour can blight the encouragement of the past when we forget amen and that's the reason that we all need memorials that's the reason we all need a place that we can go back to and remember God was there God met me there God spoke to me there God changed my life there God altered the course of my future there. God strengthened me there. God helped me there. I've got to have a place that I can refer to so when I come to the present chaos, I can have a witness in my life and a testimony. Hey, if I can go through that, I can get through this. If God can take care of me back then, I know God can take care of me right now. Does anybody in this building have any memorials in your life those things and places where God was so real to you that nothing can shake you from that Amen. amen everybody needs a witness in their life something that will stir their remembrance and help them recall that will restrain them and inspire them that there is a God who helps us that there is a God who hears us that there is a God who is near us There is a God who is with us. There is a God who loves us. There is a God who has a plan for us. There is a God who has a purpose for my life. And this present chaos is not going to take me out because God's plan trumps whatever problem I might be going through in my present moment. Amen. I want to talk to you about three essential memorials that we all need. Amen. I want to talk to you about three memories that we must have that will keep our faith alive. Everybody needs them stones of remembrance. The first stone that everybody needs is a Bethel stone. Everybody needs a Bethel stone. Bethel was the place. That Jacob found himself after he had left his father's counsel to go find a wife. The blessings of his father had been spoken over his life. And Isaac said, you are not to take a wife of the children that are around here. But you go back to your kindred and you find a wife. And it was in that journey that he lighted upon a place and it was dark. And so he took some stones and put them together. And he used him as a pillow and laid down for a night of rest. But what he got was a visitation from heaven. What he got was a glory and an awe that filled that place. So much so that he saw this ladder and it went all the way up into the heavens. And he saw angels descending and ascending. He He saw at the top of that ladder the Lord and God began to speak to him and tell him things that he needed to hear. And when Jacob finally awake out of his sleep, he said, Oh, surely the Lord was in this place, and I didn't know it. Ah, I'm going to call it the house of God. I had a visitation here in my life, and I'm never going to be the same again. I want to tell you something, church. You need a memorial of that kind. You need a remembrance of a visitation in your life that literally will change your destiny and change the course of your life. I remember I could take you to the spot this morning. It's right outside the old tabernacle, that old dome tabernacle at Lufkin. It was youth camp. I was 12 years of age, and I come out from the altar service on a Friday night walked outside and I turned to the right and then turned back immediately walking down the outside of that old tabernacle and I looked up and it was the most beautiful clear night I've never seen stars so bright and as I looked up into those heavens the Lord spoke to me as clearly as I'm speaking to you right now. And he said, you see that? That's the souls that are lost. I need you to be a worker in my vineyard. I need you to be a a, a soul winner. I need you to help me reach those. And that night the hand of God was laid on my life and God called me into the ministry. And there's been a thousand times since then that I've doubted my qualification. And there had been a hundred times in my life that I've come to places where I didn't think I could go on but I would go back to that night and I remember what God spoke to me that night and the reason that I'm still here this morning is because God called me to do something and I don't ever want to forget that and it is the inspiration of that memorial that keeps me going even right now Everybody needs a Bethel stone in your life. You better have a visitation of God in your life at some point that will change you, that will alter your life, that will give you a new perspective, amen. I kind of have a feeling that some of you know what I'm talking about because you've had your Bethel moment. You've had that time when God became so real, the awe and the glory of God. Remember Brother Kilgore telling about Brother C.P. Kilgore and the wheel of prophecy that Brother Brother, uh, C.P. Kilgore received from the Lord. He received it in a dream one night. And it's so unbelievable. They very seldom ever told the story, but right before Brother Kilgore died, he told the story of how his dad was awakened in the middle of the night and on the wall was this wheel of prophecy and he woke up and he started writing down everything that God put on that wall and that wheel of prophecy became a testimony and it became a track that was passed out to hundreds of thousands of people around the world. I'm just telling you there are moments in our life when God comes with a visitation of his spirit and it alters our life not only for the present moment but it changes the course of history and it redirects us in a more powerful way. And I'm here to tell you this morning, every one of us in this building need that kind of memorial. Everybody needs a Gilgal stone. Israel had come to the land of their promise. The only problem was there was a river between them and their destiny. Not just any river, it was the Jordan. The Jordan was swollen from the snow's of the mountains, and it was out of its banks and raging. It was a torrent. It was impassable. And yet God gave them command. Take the ark and let the priests carry it down. And when their foot touched the water, The Bible said that the hand of God all the way back upstream some 15 to 20 miles put a dam on the river and the water ceased to flow. And he allowed them a passage into their promised land that seemed impossible at the moment. I'm here to tell you this morning, you need a visitation of God. But you also need a moment when God's hand moves in your life and God stops some stuff in your life that would have destroyed you. And God said, oh no, oh no, you're not taking them out. I brought them too far for them to die at this river. remember Brother Tony Cho telling about his life early. He was involved in drugs and very deeply involved in gangs and drug uh, sales and Something had gone wrong and they had taken him to a warehouse over off a 610 loop right at Cullen Boulevard where 610 is. He took me by the place one time and they beat him until what they thought was to death. They beat him and left him unconscious on the floor. And then they went out and they played basketball the rest of the night thinking that Tony was dying inside. But he said, while I was laying there on that cold floor, blood oozing out of my body and literally sticking to the concrete, something spoke to me and said, you can't die like this. And he said, I remembered the prayers of my mother. And I said, I cannot die like this. I cannot let this be the thing that takes me out. And somehow he began to fight his way back to life. And after the morning came, he crawled out of a window... And they were gone and he stumbled out to the highway and somebody found him and they took him to the hospital. He's still here today. Why? Because life tried to kill him, but he had a moment where God came and spoke to him and God showed himself strong and said, no, this isn't your moment to die. COVID-19 not going to take you out. I've got greater things for you to do. Don't be afraid. Come on, get back up and fight again. Everybody needs a Gilgal stone where God puts his hand down and said, enough, enough, enough. Amen. I gotta, I've got to hurry. Everybody needs an Ebenezer stone. Oh, let me just pause here. The reason you need a Gilgal stone is because 40 years of failure and frustration were wiped away in that moment when God stopped that water and allowed them to pass over into their promised land. Forty years of failure and frustration were greeted with a new day and a new dawn. That's why we need a memorial like that. Because we're going to face things in this present hour that we need a remembrance that will take us back to a moment where God made a way. I don't know how, but God did it. The only reason that I'm here this morning is because God made a way. Sister, it was in a coma for months that you lay in the hospital and nobody thought you would ever live again, but God made a way and she sits here this morning because God said, no, it's not your time. I'm going to put my hand in the mix. I'm going to put my hand in this thing, and I'm going to stop. I'm gonna change the course of nature. Everybody needs a Gilgal, everybody needs an Ebenezer stone. Samuel was the judge of Israel, and they hadn't been doing too good. But they were seeing the need to repent, and so they started repenting and turning their heart back toward God. And Samuel was offering sacrifices. And you know, it's always the way of the enemy. When somebody finally decides, you know what, I'm going to straighten my life up. I'm going to get my act together. The devil always comes. He always comes. The Bible said that when the Philistines heard what was going on, they marshaled their army and they came down against them. Israel was no match for the Philistines. They had been harassed by them. They had been tormented by them. They had been thorns in their sides for years because of Israel's own failure to eradicate them when they had the opportunity. They allowed them to live. And now here they were years later facing what they had tolerated in their life. And it was causing them misery. And while they were there at the altar, the enemy tried to move in and take advantage of them. But God said, oh, no, you're not. No, Nobody at my altar is going to be tormented by a devil like that. I want to tell you, folks, the safest place you can be is at the altar of the Lord. Because while they were there at the altar and the Philistines were creeping up around them, God said, hey, I know what to do about this. And the scripture said he made it thunder. And in thundering, he disconfitted them. Now, I don't know if you really know what disconfitting is. It's kind of like discombobulated. They didn't know their head from their feet, their hands from their toes. They didn't know, sick them from come here, as Brother Eldon would say. They didn't know what was up or what was down. they, They were so disoriented that they turned on themselves. And God's people were given the strength to pursue them. And they chased them out of the region. Everybody needs a Gilgal. Everybody needs an Ebenezer. A place where you know that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would not have made it. Does anybody have an Ebenezer stone in your life? Do you have a time you can look back to and say, you know what? It was that moment. If it had not been for the Lord at that moment, I wouldn't be here today. But here I am right now. I'm a testimony that God helps, that God is a help, that he is a very present help in my time of trouble. Oh, come on, somebody. You need those kind of memorials in your life in times like these. You need to be able to look back and say, hey, if God could do that, then there's no problem with God doing something right now. Come on, stand to your feet. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody needs a stone. A visitation. Woo. You need to be able to look back in your life at a place where the presence of God came in. It was so real and so vital and so powerful that nothing can shake you from the confidence that if God could take care of me then, God can surely take care of me now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody everybody needs a stone of remembrance. Something you can look back to that can be drawn into the present. That can be a testimony to the future. <sighs> that when your children come and say, what, what do these stones mean? You can say, Oh, let me tell you about it. There was a time when my back was against the wall. There was a time when all my resources were gone. There was a time when I didn't have a way to turn. There was no way out. And then all of a sudden, the hand of God moved in, and there was this way that was made. There was a hand that appeared and drew a circle. And a prophetic circle began to unfold of who he was. Everybody needs that kind of memorial. Everybody needs that kind of remembrance. Because it's what helps us in our present chaos. And if we ever forget those things, if we ever forget them, we'll be tormented, we'll be afraid. We'll think I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die.. Amen. But oh, listen to me today. I have some news for you. You aren't leaving here until God says you're leaving here. Do you understand that church? Do you understand that this morning that you are not leaving here until God says you're leaving here? It may be COVID-19 that takes you or me or it may be a stubbed toe. But I'm not leaving here until he said your time's up. I wish I could get everybody to believe that today because it would release you from a lot of fear. I'm not talking about stupidity. I'm not talking about ignorance. I'm not talking about walking out in the middle of the freeway and saying, I'm protected by God. God won't let me die. He did give you a brain. He did give you intelligence. Use it wisely. But even when you used all of your intelligence, there's sometimes you come to places in life when you don't know what to do. Amen. And all of a sudden, the hand of the Lord appears. And he puts a stop to something that could have taken you out. Hey Amen. Cancer's not going to get you. This infection's not going to get you. God's hand just stops it. How many things has the hand of God stopped in your life that we've never paused to celebrate? How many times has God's hand intervened And we just keep going right on like it was just good luck. I'm going to tell you what. For a child of God, there is no such thing as good luck. There is such thing as a good God. And I would rather have a good God than good luck any day of the week. Because when luck runs out, God never runs out. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him some praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Everybody needs a memorial. So when you go tomorrow to celebrate whatever you're going to celebrate, or if you don't even think about it, you better pause somewhere along life's way and look back to see what all God has brought you through and to realize that if he got you through that, He can surely get you through this. Amen. Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. Oh, Lord, thank you for your intervention. Thank you for your presence that's in this place right now. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. Thank you, God, for your power that has been present in our lives. Under every circumstance, in every situation, through every heartbreak, every loss. God, everything we've had to go through, you have given us tokens along the way. You have given us promises. You have given us assurances that will keep us. Oh, yes, Lord, I thank you for that today. I bless you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Amen. Oh, I'm so looking forward to next week where I'm not on a time restraint. Amen. But I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Praise God. Do you have any memorials in your life? You better make sure you keep them in good order because God gave them to you for a purpose. Because you're going to run into some stuff in the present moment that's going to shake you to your core. It's going to, call you to cause you to question everything in your life until you look back. And you remember that Ebenezer place. You remember that Gilgal stone. You remember that Bethel stone that you laid your head on. And God took a rock and made it a pathway to heaven. (laughs) Oh, and the glory of the Lord. The glory. Jacob was able to get up and go on. He found a wife and eventually in time wrestled himself down to submission to God to the place that God could call him no longer Jacob but Israel for you have power with God and with men. Amen. I love you. I thank you for being here today. I pray that you will reflect today and you'll think about and write it down. What are your stones of remembrance? Some of you have some in your marriage. Some of you have some with your children. Some of you have some with your job. Some of you have some with what happened in your life. Amen. 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 Brother Bohannon the hand of god been on you i'm just i was thinking yesterday how many years ago 18 years ago riddled with bullets left for dead and yet here he is today i'm just telling you folks there's some things back there that we better never lose contact with because they're going to help keep us sane in this present crazy moment that we're living in amen hallelujah God bless you. Amen. I love you. Looking forward to next week and all the blessings of the Lord. And we're really praying. Help us pray. The first of June. Uh, hopefully, maybe even the first Sunday of June we may be able to be in our new sanctuary. If not, it will be very shortly after that. We do have a lot of work. If you have some time to, to uh, volunteer Get with my brother or myself and help us. Uh, we're trying to get this wrapped up and push, push, push so we can get in there. Amen. It's, it's becoming more and more uh, not just a passion but a necessity. We have to do it. In Jesus' name. Love you. God bless you. You can be dismissed.